0: They all need to cut, cut the, the crap. crap. Now, here's your host, Jovan Hutton-Pulitzer.
1: Hey folks, Jovan Hutton-Pulitzer. Welcome to Cut the Crap. As you know, crap is merely an acronym. Stands for Culture, Race, and American Politics, and frankly, what's wrong with American politics as American politicians? I truly believe we only have a uniparty. You know it, and I know it. They don't truly care about getting this exposed. I know you had high hopes for Carrie Lake and her suit. You watched as the evidence was presented in court. You were probably... Hurrahing for the judge only to have him kick it. This is the State of the Union we have now. It's almost like you can't trust anything. You can see the proof for yourself. We've even got as far as we can get it in the court with a good suit and get it in front of a judge and present it flawlessly against the weak defense. But you still see on a turn, you still see how bad the system is, and you see the judge. The judge ruled, well, nothing was going to happen. Now that case is headed to the Arizona Supreme Court. Now of course you know about my involvement in these cases and in development, researching, and investigating forensically everything that happened in the 2022 election. If there was one thing I learned during this process is that the system, that means both Republicans and Democrats, do not want anybody to look closely at elections. That is why they fight us when we try to get a hold of the ballots, which we paid for, to get information regarding what really happened in the elections, which we paid for, so we can audit and understand that the people that ran the elections did it right. We paid for those people. But they continue to play hide-and-seek with the very things that our tax dollars and our efforts pay for. In this episode, I'm going to talk about Wisconsin, only in the fact that this is a prime example of what happens behind the scenes that most people do not understand. This is what happens behind the scenes from your very own conservative, supposedly Republican, parties. For example, in Wisconsin, many people will tell you, both in the open and behind closed doors, that Wisconsin Speaker Robin Voss is, in in fact... A rat bastard. A rat bastard that enables these losses. You know, this has gone on in Wisconsin, Pennsylvania, Michigan, Arizona, Georgia, and other places. All of them seem to have people in power in conservative positions that swear up and down nothing is wrong with the election. Now, my exposure to Gableman... Uh, investigation, which is where they brought in a retired Supreme Court judge to help investigate, that was Gableman, was hired by Robin Voss. I never trusted Robin Voss from the beginning because I found out that, well, in Robin Voss's world, if you want to be on a committee to make things better for your constituents to make things better for your state and your community. The deciding factor is not, are you the best person for the job? The deciding factor is, will you write him a big check for the privilege of being on his committee? What's at stake right now is a new breaking story that this corrupt Wisconsin Speaker Robin Voss is now retaliating. He's removing Republican members, yes, GOP members, from the party because they voted for his opponent in the 2022 primary. This is the actions of a liberal, the actions of a rhino, meaning a Republican in name only, if you don't support me, you must be bad, therefore I get ready View. you. And so he is now systematically scrubbing people and not allowing them to be part of the Republican Party because they voted against him. This is not necessarily a new low. This is a status quo. Robin Voss and his district, which includes part of Racine, Wisconsin, is now making sure that at the county level, any members who have said anything bad about him or supported his opponent are gone. Let's go a little bit back in time. You might remember that in 2021, as we were doing the Arizona audit, many people were pressuring many, many states to duplicate the full forensic audit we were doing in Arizona. Many of these states got talked out of it by people coming in that had nothing to do with elections but were so-called experts telling them, oh, don't do forensic audits. Just do canvassing or just get people together for meetings and let's rah-rah, sis-boom-bah, talk about it. However, the pressure was tough, hot, and heavy in Wisconsin. And so... Speaker Voss basically decided that he would go ahead and allow a form of a forensic audit to be done on what happened in Wisconsin. He gave a plan, at least at start, of $680,000 to fund an audit looking at what went wrong In Wisconsin, he assigned a office of a special counsel by tapping former Supreme Court Justice Michael Gableman, who was already a critic, outspoken critic of the 2020 election. Personally, when I heard this in connection with Robin Voss's name, I was highly skeptical. See, I don't believe you can turn your back or say there was no such thing as at least even gross errors in the election that should be looked at. And that's where Voss comes from. He's that kind of Republican. However, the citizens, it's the citizens that make the difference folks, people like you, picked up the phone, sent emails, and put enough pressure on them until Voss agreed to do it. Now, I didn't hold out. Much hope at all that the Wisconsin audit under the command of Supreme Court Justice Michael Gableman, he'd retired, would actually bring anything forward. I thought it was more of a play of a system guy like Voss bringing in another system guy like former Justice Gableman. Anyway, they began their work. Gableman began its work and things came to the forefront. I was wrong about Justice Gableman. I'll tell you about my conversation with him. Hang tight. I'll be right back right after this.
0: See, I told you learning how to tell the world to cut the crap would make you feel great. There's more to come. Jovan will be right back.
1: We're back. Let's start with a little bit of history in 2020. In the 2020 presidential election, Joe Biden won supposedly the state of Wisconsin by barely 20,000 votes. Now, the reason I tell you this is I want to take you through some of the findings that Justice Gableman, and I'll be right up front, I thought he was just a system hack And wouldn't report anything. But you need to understand, as they got into the system and looked at it, where they, in Wisconsin, executed more than 2 million mail-in absentee ballots. Almost 60% of the turnout was on absentee ballots. They found that 7% of those absentee ballots were in fact incomplete. And if the ballot's not filled out properly, they should not be counted. However, only 0.02%, two-tenths of a percent, were actually rejected when reviewed. Now, this is standard operating procedure. However, you should know, in... Wisconsin, they do not require the election clerks to verify the signatures on the absentee ballots. This creates tremendous opportunity to change the outcome of elections, but you should know some basic facts that if you were just comparing information on the people that registered to vote between January 1st, 2020 and November 3rd, 2020 that at least 57,000 of those brand new voters did not match their register information. That's significant when you realize that the race was called for Joe Biden and it was barely 20,000 votes that it was called by. These are just many of the inconsistencies that went on in Wisconsin. And when you're dealing with any election that's that close, you try to find everything you can because you have to do your best to make sure that the vote is correct. There were some judgments issued there, ruling that absentee drop boxes and ballot harvesting are not permitted by state law. However, this was done in 2020. They let it slide. They let it go, only promising to make sure that it wouldn't happen again. In my book, that's still too late. It should have never been allowed. In fact, it was acknowledged that the Wisconsin Election Commission literally did not run their election properly. However, President Trump invested, some say, $3 million just to try to get the recount done, but it still did not get a fair shake and a fair hearing. Gableman's findings were. Very impressive. It ended up making a suggestion for 26 different recommendations that would allow Wisconsin elections to be more productive and safe and transparent. Beginning with the number one recommendation is to eliminate the Wisconsin Elections Commission, to get rid of it to eliminate the fees for voter registration data. In fact, the, elect, the election commission, instead of just letting people verify the data, tries to sell that data to people who want to do audits for $12,500. They price it that way to discourage people from investigating or auditing. They try to hide their voter registration database They try to make sure that no facilities are uh, available to do audits when you want to do audits. Gableman called for a process to standardize post-election contest, and even to make sure that certain contractual terms and government documents were blocked all the time with their own government in Wisconsin, blocking information needed To conduct an audit. The state does not want oversight in the counting of absentee ballots, although they say there is no widespread voter fraud. However, you can't confirm it because they will not allow it to be audited in Wisconsin. Now I give you this because when you combine just these very simple facts and I'm only touching on the simple facts, with the fact that the state of Wisconsin was infiltrated with outside funding and staff running the elections that didn't even work in the election administration offices. There were many suspicious private entities engaging in governmental activity. But when the state didn't comply, and Voss didn't comply, you cannot even found out who touched all of this information. Many things went on, including going into nursing homes, getting those who are disabled, many who couldn't even speak or write, voted in an election. How does that happen? It happens because there is no oversight. And so even though I originally doubted Gableman to begin with, I found his work to be rather thorough and complete. I met Justice Gableman, We were together in Missouri for the Truth Summit with Mike Lindell. I shook Gay Woman's hand and basically told him I didn't believe in the beginning he would do what was right. And told him I underestimated him and offered an apology. And he told me a very, very interesting story then of how much he's been punished and attacked by his own party and state for revealing his findings and telling the truth. Hang tight, folks. We'll be right back.
0: Share this. Be right back. Are you following Jovan on all social media? You think this program is good at empowering you? You should get your Ph.D. in cutting the crap by following Jovan daily on all social media. Just find him by typing hashtag Jovan Hutton Pulitzer. Hang tight. Jovan will be right back.
1: Guys, I want to have a very serious discussion with you about your home, your family, and your finances.
0: Because politicians are deathly afraid of Jovan, his reach, his fans, and his calling him out publicly and telling them to cut the crap. They know Jovan empowers the people, and corrupt politicians do not want the people knowing the truth. Now, let's get back to it.
1: I have uh, put Gableman's report, his second report, it's a 136-page document, If you'd like to find it, you can go to jovanhuttonpulitzer.locals.com and download it. This is one of the investigations that Gableman did, which was very good, because please remember that the Center for Tech and Civic Life Zuckerberg-Zuckerbucks plan took in $8.8 million for the 2020 election. Many said this was how a lot of the illegal activity was supported in these states, the main six states, that had the most questions, the most anomalies, etc. The grants were extensive, paying off municipalities like Milwaukee, Madison, Green Bay, Kenosha, Racine, Appleton, Waukesha, Eau Claire, Oshkosh, and Janesville, a tremendous amount of money was funneled in The things that should not have even happened, such as these drop boxes. When you have extra money added to the system, it allows for fraud in the system, especially when you have unsecured drop boxes that facilitate the return of absentee ballots and you combine that with not even requiring checking the signature of the voter on the ballot to confirm it's actually the voter. Think about that. The only security mechanism there is on a mail-in ballot is that authentic signature testifying to the system that it is the voter But yet in Wisconsin, they don't even check it or verify it, which means it could be dropped in a Dropbox, completely separate, completely unsigned, and they are going to allow it to count as a vote. Folks, this is how porous our system is. Many states are this way, and this is why they continue to push for mail-in ballots, and they continue to push for expanded voting time. We no longer have election day. Most places now have election month. And in these laws that were cited for convenience for people to vote, all they did was open it up to more nefarious activities. As I said, there were four distinct types of elderly care facilities in Wisconsin. That's assisted living, you know, assisted living apartments, adult daycare centers, nursing homes, and memory care units. 92,000 people in Wisconsin reside in those facilities a tremendous amount of vote harvesting and forced voting for voters who could not even cognitively tell what was going on. All of these contributed to that very narrow, barely 20,000 vote lead that Biden was declared winner by. But when you find out in these facilities, they pressured the residents to vote, They collected empty ballots, voted them themselves, and forged signatures. Yet, none of this was pulled back. Remember I told you that it was about 59-60% votes by mail-in ballot? What you would be surprised, or maybe not, to hear in Wisconsin that even though the overall was 59.8% return in absentee ballots if you look at the nursing homes one 30 group nursing home check that had 100 or excuse me 1084 voters in it they had 100% turnout another one in Wayseung 12 facilities 100% turnout and Dane, 24 facilities, 100% turnout. Kenosha, 9 facilities, 97% turnout. And Brown, 95% turnout. It's clear when you look at what the pandemic and the new types of election fraud in enabled. Now, the point of all this is there's... Incredible empirical evidence of misuse of money, outside money coming in to infiltrate, not following procedures, using ballot harvesting, drop boxes. But even with all of this investigation, nothing was done. So I told Gableman, I said, I have to tell you, I didn't expect much. And I owe you an apology, sir, simply because I expected that this was a buddy deal. He explained to me he understood, and then he told me the story that when he went into it, he did not think there were problems. He thought it was all overblown, and that people were just kind of being hysterical about their person losing But he admitted, as he did his audit and dug into it, he went from being surprised to being appalled. He said, this was an incredible abuse of the process. All legal standards were thrown out the door and that these findings were true and accurate. And he said that putting forth these true and accurate findings has made him now a pariah with the GOP, have made people turn on him and attack him, including Robin Voss, the man who hired him. You see, both of our parties... Do not. Do not want answers. Wisconsin was egregious. There was 140,000 ballots that were in fact dropped in the early morning hours of that faithful election cycle. And it is that 140,000 ballots dropped that gave Joe Biden the 20,000 lead. You might not think much about it. There are many reasons 140,000 ballots came in. There are no reasons why every single one of those 140,000 ballots were only for Joe Biden. Now, all of this put Mr. Voss, well, should we say, in deep doo-doo with his party. Most people realize that he was a rhino. He outed himself. He fought it all the way. He would not let the information be released completely. He controlled it, and he redacted, as many did, findings that they did not want the public to know. Same thing happened to us in Maricopa. And after all of this, and the new primaries that happened after 2020, Robin Voss was, in fact, able to keep his seat in the grand old party. Now, what you might find interesting is even though he was able to keep his seat, his election in the primary was called into contestment because, well, it was found that he even benefited from the use of illegal, get this, mobile voting sites. Random, non-approved mobile voting sites driving around magically collecting ballots. And it was those mobile voting mobiles that allowed... Robin Voss, to beat newcomer Adam Steen by a mere 260 votes. And those 260 votes really came after the fact with the aid of these mystery mobile vans which enabled Voss to pull off a win. And so now... What's going on in Wisconsin? Instead of being for we the people, Voss has now started running out of office and running out of, by not giving a membership, these very people that supported his competitor, Adam Steen. You see, many in Racine knew, just like in Michigan, the system was broken. Newcomer Adam Steen came on the scene and promised better. The people liked him. He made Voss fight it out. And even according to the Republican Party of Racine's website, they say we support traditional American values and advocate for conservative leadership in our elected officials. We encourage our diverse body of members to form a conservative coalition that ensures our representatives advocate for we, the people. The Republican Party of Racine say they support equal rights, justice, and opportunity for all people, regardless of race, color, national origin, or sex. However, in Racine, to keep people from signing up to become members, As it got into the primary, they removed the sign-up and payment portal so people would miss their payment fees and thus being disqualified for membership. They rejected those who were trying to come into the party to serve their nation, to serve their state, to serve Racine. As America Firsters and We the People, they rejected over 50% of those people, which is unusual. But now it's come out. They were rejected because it was found out who they voted for, and it wasn't Boss. And so Voss made sure to weaponize the Wisconsin GOP and punish good people who support conservative America from joining the effort to fight for conservative America simply because they did not vote for him.
0: Be right back.
1: So where does this mess in Wisconsin leave Republican or conservative members who want to get active in their communities? Where does it leave them? Well, interestingly enough, in the membership bylaws, they changed by adding some additional footnotes or additional wording, we should say. The additional wording, you know, in normal membership organizations, just like the GOP, you pay your membership, and it is the paying of your membership that uh, gets you in. This is the first time in the history of the GOP of Wisconsin that you will now be removed, meaning not able to be renewed, or... You will be reviewed just to even be allowed in. They put in mechanisms to prevent GOP memberships. A good example is they added uh, wording that said the Racine County Republican Party is a private organization. Submittal of a payment does not guarantee membership. That is not how it's been in the past, it's completely the opposite. Next one is new members. Dues must be received 30 days prior to the caucus. Renewing members. Dues must be received two weeks prior to the caucus to participate. And finally, membership may be immediately revoked for cause, including probability of legal activity, highly unethical behavior, or activity resulting in a conflict of interest. Revocation would be subject to Article 3, Section 5A, 6 of the Racine County Republican Party Constitution. They now exert control, kind of like leftist social media did. Individuals who are signing up to join the GOP for the first time, or even to renew can now be prevented GOP membership. What's some of the crimes that you could be rejected for? Well, according to Voss, if he sees an application that shows you supported candidate Adam Steen against him, well, then that is a crime because they will look you up, find you out, and ask. And it's been discovered that they're writing Steen on the applications. And if that appears, you don't get to become a member. To me, this is a way to bake in the corruption. It basically says you can only be in the Wisconsin GOP the Racine GOP if you think and act exactly as we already do that's why we're already here folks we've been apathetic our government is already made up of people that only participate in group think Just so you know, you could also be rejected. This is some of the letters they send out. If a member uses profane language or attacks, that's an or attacks, uses profane language or attacks Republican elected officials or fellow members in a personal manner in public, this includes verbal and written communication, but not limited to GOP events, social media, blogs, and news media. That means if you stand up against them, as many did against Boss for, frankly, being a rat bastard, then you can be ejected. They also go on to say that a member is no longer considered in good standing, as outlined in Article 3, Section 3 of this Constitution. Members, affiliates with, supports, or declares preference for a candidate of another party or a candidate who is opposed to the candidate nominated or the one who's supported by the party. That basically says the party's going to tell you who to run. If you openly declare a preference for another candidate or you vote for a candidate, who is not the candidate that we have approved, you will be considered as a member no longer in good standing. There it is, folks. Wisconsin. This is socialism. This is communism. And this time it's compliments of the Wisconsin GOP and the very corrupt, shallow, narcissistic Wisconsin Speaker Robin Voss, who thought he'd be let off the hook if he just played like he did an audit. And Wisconsin, this is how shallow and petty lawmakers are. And in all of their dealings, You don't matter. And they certainly only want in lawmakers that feel the same way as them because if a lawmaker stands up and says, I'm tired of this and it's time to change, then they will silence the voice of that lawmaker by simply kicking them out of the party. You should let know well, you should let Speaker Voss know in Wisconsin, whether you're there or not, that this kind of communist suppression tactic will not be accepted by our political candidates, or at least ask him to correct his designation, not as a Republican, but as a full fledged flaming liberal democrat
0: most people are afraid to stand up and speak out but not you you've been learning how to tell the system to cut Cut the the crap crap. what can I do to help save the America I love and the answer is learn how to fight back and tell the system to cut Cut the the crap. crap cut the crap's not just a radio program it's a movement the right kind of movement, which breaks free the conservative constipation and reminds you that you are the majority. And we're just not going to take it anymore. Make sure you're following Joe Hunt and Pulitzer on all social media. See you next week. And between now and then, take a stand and tell them all to cut, cut the, the crap. crap.
1: I know, folks, you're stressing over our mail-order maladministration government we have